Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be recapping week 21 in the NBA with all that went on, a couple of 60-point games, LeBron inching up the charts as far as the all-time scoring list, Steph Curry's injury, and so much more. Also, I talk about the NCAA tournament. Sweet 16 is now here. I give you all the teams and my outlook on both the men and the women. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we are at week 21. Uh, A lot going on in the NBA as we draw closer to the playoffs. As the season winds down, as you know, uh, 10 teams from each division still has hope. When you got the play in, that means uh, the 7 through 10 teams will take on each other in the play-in with a shot at being amongst the eight. So, uh, so teams with some hope, others not so much. So, anyhow, but I do want to start with college basketball. Um, I, last time I was on, I gave you my uh, final four picks. And of course, it's a good thing I don't do this uh for a living <laughs> because uh yeah 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 the, these brackets and stuff uh you know you have to really follow this the sport and know <clears throat> in terms of the matchups where you'll see possible upsets and so forth so in any event so I'll give you the sweet 16 teams that are left and we'll start with the men uh gonzaga still alive uh they'll take on arkansas then you got texas tech uh surviving so uh they'll take on duke um coach k has a shot at a hundred tournament wins so uh that's in the balance there then you have North Carolina still alive, as well as uh, legendary programs like UCLA, also Purdue, St. Peter's pulling off a few upsets to get to the Sweet 16, Arizona, Memphis, uh, shout out to Penny Hardaway over there, um, Michigan, uh, like to see Michigan in Sweet 16s. So, Jawan Howard uh, kind of embattled towards the end of the year, but uh, making his way to the Sweet 16. And <clears throat> definitely shout out to him uh, for hugging the Tennessee player after um, after they defeated them. Kind of consoling him. Uh, then Jay Wright's uh, Villanova Wildcats. Uh, Making the Sweet 16, Jay Wright is just, he's just one of those guys where um, the final, f- <clears throat> where 
um, the tournament, and his team always shows up. So uh, Kansas is there as well, Providence, Iowa State, and Miami of Florida. Kind of a surprise there. So, so of course, uh, a few of my teams that I picked uh, went down for the count. Um, Baylor, I thought, would uh, be in there, but not so much. Um, so, um, three out of four isn't bad. That's still alive. So, my dark, dark horse died with uh, Michigan beating them. So, uh, so that's out the window. So, so going forward, uh, I, you know, I, you can't count out, uh, Jay Wright and his Villanova squad. Uh, I, I think he could make some noise going forward. Uh, Gonzaga, it'll be nice for the coach over there to get, get, finally get a tournament, um, win. As far as winning it all, uh, Coach K, that's that's a definitely a sentimental story there. If he can reach reach the uh, final four and perhaps the final game, uh, still like Arizona and Kansas to uh, advance on that side as well. So a lot of interesting stories, and of course the St. Peter's story um, definitely garners attention. Um, you see the likes of uh, Auburn going down, Kentucky going down. So, um, yeah, so it's been a interesting tournament so far. We'll see what happens. Um, then you got the individual talents there that's uh, doing their thing. Uh, a guy like Jaden Ivey, his team is still alive. So you like seeing that. Chet Holmgren for... Uh, Chet Holmgren, he's still in there, so uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, in terms of the women, uh, actually look pretty good um, because all of my final four teams are alive, including my dark horse team. So South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, uh, amongst the Sweet 16, Arizona. Not Arizona, uh, Iowa State, Creighton, Louisville, Tennessee. I like what uh, Kelly Harper's doing over there with the Lady Vols, uh, Michigan, uh, South Dakota, and you also have UConn, of course, with uh, Coach Ari Emma. Of course, uh, he's still alive. Not a surprise there. Indiana. North Carolina State, um, uh, Notre Dame again with Coach Ivy um, doing her thing there. Iowa State, Texas, Stanford, Tar Vanderbilt got the, uh, that team primed and ready, and Maryland makes up the Sweet 16 over there. I'm gonna hold court to all of my picks with the women. Um, like I said, uh, Tennessee, I'd like them to keep marching on. Um, again, Kelly Harper invoking the spirit of Pat Summit over there. So um, I'm definitely liking what they're doing. So um, 
it's been entertaining on both sides for the men and women. So, um, we'll definitely see what happens. Keep tuning in because uh, I think you're going to have a pretty exciting Final Four on each side. So, so that's the college story. So, uh figured we started there. So, alright, so let's talk about the NBA, shall we? And, of course, with each... Um, beginning of the week, you have players of the week. So, for the West, it was Luka Doncic. His Dallas Mavericks went 3-1. and one, And he scored uh, 30.5 points a game, along with 11 rebounds, 6.3 assists to, um, to lead all the West players in that regard. So, uh, he's player of the week for the West. And for the East, it's Kevin Durant, who, of course, we know had a uh, uh, 50, uh, 53-point explosion against the Knicks, of course. Uh, <laughs> but Kevin Durant, his team went 3-0, and um, which is definitely um, warranted and uh, needed, actually, uh, being that right now they're in play-in position. Uh, he scored 30.7 points per game, adding to that 7.7 rebounds, 7.7 assists. So, Kevin Durant, the player of the week for the East. So, let's talk about other news. Uh, Steph Curry uh, suffers a foot injury in the first half versus uh, the Boston Celtics. Uh Marcus Smart there kind of lunging at him. Uh, so, um, and of course, uh, Coach Steve Kerr said it was unnecessary, not needed. Uh, also, Draymond Green voiced his frustration, especially given the fact that, you know, they've been banged up pretty much most of the year, whether it be Clay Thompson's, uh, you know, coming back from his knee injury. And then Draymond with his back, so uh, he's definitely frustrated because he knows that this team, when healthy, has a puncher's chance at uh, getting the chip this year. So, uh, so frustration is there. But nonetheless, the foot injury, um, they're saying he can be back for the start of the playoffs, so that's good news. Um, so... Uh, they just got to hold water, you know, uh, kind of hold their place a bit, um, avoid the stumbling that they've been doing uh, as of recent. So, um, but Big Perk, uh, he's saying that um, their title aspirations are over. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is saying that. So, um, do I echo those sentiments? Um it all depends. It all depends if uh, Steph Curry can come back and be the old Steph Curry. Uh, the foot injury doesn't bother him to the point where, you know, it renders him uh, a shell of himself, let's say. So, um, I don't count them out as of yet. Uh, but definitely going down the stretch, uh, definitely be interested in seeing... Uh, what they do going down the stretch. So so that's that bit of news. Uh, next on the slate. 
uh, LeBron James passing Karl Malone for second all amongst all-time scorers in the history of the NBA. Uh, quite an accomplishment because uh, Karl Malone was the uh, the image of consistency, especially when it comes to scoring. Um, of course, playing with a Hall of Fame point guard definitely helps your cause. So, um, whereas LeBron, he has to be the point guard and everything else for the teams he plays on. So, in any event, um, to get these sort of scoring uh, records, you have to have longevity on your side and health on your side. So, definitely Karl Malone had that when he was playing. So, but LeBron. Shout-outs to him for getting uh, to second. And now he's, at this moment, he's only four, a little over 1,400 away from catching Kareem. Can he do it? Yeah, seems like he can do it. Uh, if health holds up, um, uh, 14, um, 1,400 points isn't that far. So, um, yeah, it's possible he gets there. Um, very likely. So, um, definitely shout out to LeBron for, um, such a accomplishment, you know, uh, and he's the model of longevity. Hasn't really had a serious injury, um, outside of the first year that he was in LA, uh, where he had the injury issues there. But, um, it, no, he's, he's. He, he's had the longevity. He's had the scoring for sure. So um, so LeBron definitely can get there. He definitely can get there. So, All right, let's move on to, um, again, the tremendous scoring that's going on in the league thus far in the NBA. Um, last week we had two 60-point games back-to-back, actually. Carl Anthony Towns, he did it on a Monday. Um, he shot uh, 19 for 31 from the field. Seven threes he dropped in that game. And he went nearly perfect from the line, 15 of 16. Including 32 in the third quarter. As Minnesota goes on to beat the San Antonio Spurs. 149 to 139. So, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so, uh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns continuing his monstrous season. So, um, and then on the next night, we have Kyrie, uh, scoring his 60 points, going 20 for 31 from the field. He shot eight threes, and he made eight threes, rather. <clears throat> and also with that, he goes nearly perfect from the line, 12 of 13. So, And he does that beating, oh, actually, oh, by the way, he had 41 in the first half, so. And that's the most points scored in the first half since. Kobe Bryant, who scored 42 against Washington 
and this was back in March of 2000 and I want to say 2003 yeah so <clears throat> so when you're mentioning the likes of a Kobe now you're doing something there again Kyrie Irving a you know a wondrous talent uh, of course availability is always an issue with him especially with this vaccine stuff so um, which is actually seeing some headway being made so We'll see what happens with that. So, uh, again, Kyrie goes um, and he does this against Orlando for the win for the team. So, continue on the scoring uh, topic. We had another 50-point game, 51 actually. And this is from Sadiq Bay of the Detroit Pistons, who shot 17 for 22 from the field. And he had 10 threes in this game. Good gracious. Wow. Um, as the Detroit Pistons beat Orlando Magic on St. Patrick's Day, uh, 134 to 120. So, so Orlando Magic, uh, <laughs> uh, the, they have some week. They gave up a 60-pointer and a 51-pointer. Wow. Uh as a team that's, uh, you know, needless to say, struggling. So, and then you have uh, three more 40-plus point uh, games. Uh, Trey Young, who has 46 along with 12 assists. Uh, he uh, shooting 15 for 31 from the field, five threes in that game, and a perfect 11 for 11 from the line as they uh, beat Portland uh, 122 to 113. Uh, Steph Curry, just before he gets hurt, uh, he has a 47-point game uh, where he shot 18 for 25 from the field, eight threes, in that game also for him as they beat Washington 126 to 112 and oh by the way that was on his 34th birthday he scored the 47 points so and then Saturday Jeremy uh Grant he has a 40 point game uh shooting 13 for 22 from the field he hit seven threes in that game and perfect seven for seven, seven for seven from the line. And, and actually, this was in a loss. They lost to Cleveland. So, um, 113 to 109, they lost that one to Cleveland. So, uh, so one of the rare guys to, to drop 40 in a loss. So, so that's that bit of news. Um, and then you, uh, then we talk about the Knicks. After two wins early in the week, um, beating both Portland and uh, Dallas, who came to MSG, uh, the Knicks fall to the Utah Jazz uh, Friday of that week, one hundred eight to ninety three. 
Uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, goes for 36. Uh, just shredding them. 11 for 21 from the field. He had seven threes and perfect seven, seven, seven for seven from the line. So, uh, Knicks, uh, yeah, this season is winding down. Um, very much on the outside looking in from the play-in spots. So, uh, probably at this point, see, Tibbs is a guy who, Coach Tom Thibodeau, he's a guy who, he's going to coach in, until everyone, well, until the numbers say that he's mathematically eliminated. So, so if you're clamoring for him to play the young guys, I I wouldn't clamor all that much. Not until they're mathematically eliminated. So that's just who he is. That's who Tibbs is. So, but the constant in the these past three games is the improvement of Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly has been coming off the bench, giving them firepower. He's been uh, managing the offense. Um running the point a bit uh you know again i'll say he's a combo guard but he he can be that kind of lou williams sort of guy so and a guy like lou williams has value in the nba definitely has value so uh manual quickly can be that for the new york knicks so um yeah so and then of course we're seeing the improvement of R.J. Barrett, uh, again, I'll say he's on the same trajectory as another Tibbs guy, uh, Jimmy Butler, who uh, made the All-Star game in his fourth season. Uh, right now, R.J. is in season three. So next year, uh, all eyes are on him to you know improve his game and take it to that next level. So... Which bears the question, where does that leave a guy like Julius Randle? Uh, Julius Randle embattled the whole, pretty much the whole season. Uh, even in this uh, Utah Jazz game, he kind of gets frustrated. He shoots 7 of 22 from the field. So uh, pretty much go, go bear, uh, you know. Uh, doing his thing inside, not allowing uh, Randall to, you know, have easy baskets and so forth. So, so naturally he's frustrated, and at the end it shows. So, um, probably going to pay a fine for that. So, um, yeah. So Randall, I'm be honest with you, I'm not sure what happens to him uh, going forward. If I know the Knicks like I know the Knicks, they're probably, after they rewarded him with this contract, they're going to say, we'll give him a mulligan for the year and let him run it back next year. Uh, I know a lot of people clamoring for him to leave town, uh, especially if you can get a point guard back, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the window for that shut a long time ago. Um Especially when you had the opportunity after you got Ob Toppin, uh, I thought the deal you could have made was getting bringing a Terry Rozier here. Uh, you didn't do that, so both guys were making the same amount of money. So um, 
Of course, he has the magical season the following season, so that kind of goes out the window. But uh, I thought that was the deal to make. Would you be in a different position than you are now? Uh, perhaps not, but at least you would have got a longer look at a OB Toppin to see what you really have. And maybe he's, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, his trajectory is going up. So much in the likes of a uh, much better version of a top Taj Gibson, perhaps. Not, you really can't compare those two games. But, um, you know, as a big man who served under, well, not a big man, but a forward who served under Tibbs before. So, so in any event, uh, yeah, so thankfully the season is winding now for them. Uh, what they do in the off season too early to tell right now. Uh, you want to get a longer look at these kids. You want to see what you're going to do with Mitch, Mitchell Robinson. You're going to want to see uh, what you do with these other parts. Oh, shout out to Evan Fournier, who's getting close to John Stark's three-point record. Um, it's funny to say that, uh, you know, him walking in the door comes in and breaks that record. So, uh, you know, that's just opportunity that's there. So, um, you know, uh Take it for what you will. Uh, a lot of people are uh, not too happy with Fournier, but um, at least he's getting something done there in terms of the three-point shooting. So um, defense, that leaves a lot to the imagination. <laughs> so in any event, all right, guys. So I'm going to cut it off there. Um, there's... Um, Again, the playoffs is coming down the stretch, so we'll see what happens in that regard. So, uh, again, I got a special episode that's coming up. Uh, I got a trip to take, and that will kind of uh, commingle with this show. So, uh, I'll have that up and ready for you guys. And, uh, again, I thank you for listening. Much appreciated, and we will talk soon. All right, take care. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gdthatsportsdude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.